Welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere, where CEOs, leaders, and experts at building teams, companies, organizations, and amazing cultures share how to lead from anywhere in the world. I'm your co-host on the East Coast, Judy Bianco Mathis. And I'm your co-host on the West Coast, Mitch Simon. And we invite you to join us to Team Anywhere. On today's podcast, we interview Cindy Zoe, Chief Marketing Officer at Logarithm based in Boulder, Colorado. Of course, Cindy, leading a team from anywhere, lives in the Washington, D.C. area. Cindy is extremely talented in mixing agile and empathy. Cindy talks about utilizing the principles of agile by having a daily stand-up and doing a lot of skip-level one-on-ones. Her stand-ups and skip-level one-on-ones always open with how everyone is doing physically and mentally. Her focus these days is building trust through transparency, vulnerability, and a lot of communication. She encourages being open about personal challenges, as well as sharing her own personal life situations and life stories. Through Cindy's interview, you'll find how to be a more connected, trusting, and vulnerable leader as you team from anywhere. Great, everyone. Um, welcome to Team Anywhere. And we are so privileged and excited uh, today to have with us Cindy Zoe, who is an incredibly uh, sophisticated and experienced person in the marketing field. She has been with many companies, um, is being very much watched out there. She gives tons of presentations and writes many papers. And uh, I'm going to hand it over to you, Cindy, to talk a little bit, um, the short version of your uh, what are you doing now? And um, uh, to help us just get a little more familiar with your line of work so we can jump into teams and leadership. Well, first and foremost, Jenny and Mitch, thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to uh, be a guest on your podcast and uh, and to chat with this team about leadership. Uh, really, it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, I've been very privileged and very fortunate and honored to be a part of several companies ranging in sizes from you know, the 25 employee startup where uh, I was uh, employee number 25 at a company called Rivermine, all the way up to being a leader and an executive at IBM, you know, which is, you know, multi, you know, Fortune 10 corporation. So uh, I've been very fortunate to, to have a, a, a good career across these different companies. And, and currently, right now, I am the chief marketing officer of a cybersecurity software company called Logarithm. Uh, we're a global company, and uh, I've got a team all across Europe, Asia, North America. Of course, we're headquartered out of Boulder, Colorado, and uh, it's it's been a really really fun ride. Wow, fantastic! So you know a little bit about international and people being <laughs> dispersed. Well, I'd like you to tell me one of your most recent stories that you shared with me a couple of weeks ago of what was happening at Logarithm. And then on top of all that, COVID happened and how you had to uh, get your team inspired to move through this. Yeah, because I really think it, it shows some incredible leadership pieces we want to emphasize. 
Well, thank you so much, Jenny. And and definitely uh, to give the audience members some context. So I joined Logarithm about eight months ago. So I joined the company last November and uh, and I was traveling uh, every single week from the DC area over to Boulder, Colorado uh, for this for this new opportunity. And of course, you know, we go into four months later, I'm in the midst of marketing transformation, launching a new website, bonding with my team. And, uh, and then COVID hit. And, and definitely, you know, I, I think when COVID first uh, happened, the uncertainty across the, not only the business world, but you think about your teams and, and I'm fortunate to have a global team of, of, you know, uh, 40 some odd people uh, in my organization is that, um, you know, everyone's dealing with the uncertainty, the fear. The doubt, you know, what, what's going to happen? Uh, there's a lot of fear going on at the time. And really, as a company, there's a lot of things that we do as a uh, exec team is that you have to do your business continuity planning. That has to happen. You have to look at your overall business and then have multiple scenarios, do that scenario modeling. And a lot of this is at the same time, you have business to run. And, uh, and you have to keep your team motivated. And so really for, for logarithm, and I think for many, many companies out there, one of the key things that you, you have to do and as a leader is, uh, I believe in first having empathy. It's really having empathy for your team, understanding what they're going through and trying to, trying to help alleviate some of those fears as much as you can. Uh, but just like every other business, we had to, you know, take a look at, at our, our quarter. You know, it happened right around Q1. We were a company that actually closed our office a little earlier than, than, um, some other, uh, offices and also with the government mandates. We closed, I remember this very vividly on uh, March 12th. You know, so it's a little bit earlier and, uh, and we close our offices. Everybody transitioned to work from home. And at that point, you really just have to keep your, your ear to the ground and making sure that you're c- communicating, communicating and over communicating with your teams. You obviously had to sit down, say to yourself, all right, how am I going to make this work? How am I going to make these numbers? And then I have all those people out there. What am I going to do? So what did you tell yourself and what did you do? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the first thing is, and many times, you know, I, I say this to my team when I first joined too, and I'll share this with your audience. You know, a lot of people look at leadership and they look at career progression and they think, I want to be in the C-suite. I want to, I aspire to be a executive and I want to have a big team and all these things. But what people actually fail to realize is that the amount of responsibility on your shoulders, that is not to be taken lightly. It's not a title. It's not a perceived power within an organization or within an industry. It is truly a responsibility. You are carrying people's livelihoods on your shoulders. And that Mm -hmm. is something that for every leader that you can't take for granted. So you know, again, I don't say this to to sound uh, trite around it, but in many cases, you have to put your own fears aside. You know, with with this pandemic, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what to look into. Just like all of us, we're all dealing with it for the first time, and uh, a lot of it is putting your own fears aside and tell yourself, right, you've got a team that depends on you. And it is, you know, you may not know, but that's okay. You know, we can go into the unknown together and you just, you give it your all every single day. You make the best of every day, leave no regret, and you can continue through. How much time are you spending with your team um, working through those conversations, which is like, hey guys, I know there's a lot of fear here. 
Hey guys and gals, I know there's, um, we don't know. Like how much, how much of your time, um, are you spending that either in one-on-ones or as team conversations? Yeah, absolutely. Great question, Mitch. And one of the key things that uh, I would recommend to any CMO is to think about employing um, agile marketing methodology in the organization. So uh, I've been using agile marketing for about you know two plus years now. And so I brought it into Logarithm and to the team. And one of the things and the principles of agile marketing is that you have a daily stand-up. So in addition to your one-on-ones, and I do a lot of skip level one-on-ones too, is that we as a marketing leadership team, we meet every single day. And these are short daily meetings, 15 minutes, and you go through what did you do yesterday? What are you focused on working on today? And if you have any roadblocks and everyone goes around the horn and you can do that in a very quick uh, manner. When COVID first hit, we definitely used a little bit more time during the daily standups. And one of the key things that um, we started to do uh, and implemented was A, before you go into your updates about work, first talk about how are you doing? physically, mm-hmm. mentally, how's your team doing? Because these are all my leaders and my standup and they have cascaded standups with their own teams. But it's talk about first, how are you and how are your, how's your team? And then we go into the business updates. And so I would definitely say that being in front of my team and being visible all the time, that definitely helps. And so agile marketing really, really helped with this COVID situation. There was not a moment where I think that my team was uh, curious or worried about like, hey, where's Cindy and, and what's happening? Uh-huh. Uh, being in front of the team. Uh, and, and it was great because it was seamless. We were already doing it. And now just transitioning to all video. And, uh, and, and so it was pretty seamless for us. Yeah, it seems like you added empathy on top of Agile. You know, it's like you've got, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to be much more empathetic. And I'm just wondering, is, has empathy helped drive your success, do you think? I think in many ways, uh, Mitch, I, I would definitely say that uh, what means the most to me isn't sort of the personal success and the accolades and those things. It's the, it's the moments where I get an email or a text message from a former team member and they write, Cindy, I got an award. You know, I won, like, this is a true story. One of my um, uh, former team members, I won President's Club and he sent me a picture in text and he said, I wanted to thank you because I wouldn't be where I'm at today in my career if it wasn't for your mentorship and your coaching. And those are the moments that that hit me. And I think that that's what I do what I do. That's what makes everything worth it. And so I do believe empathy is a very, very big component of this. I shared this in a, a CMO interview I did too with um, CMS Wire that I believe that for today's CMO is have empathy. Your team can tell if you're genuine and if you care about them, and if you care about them, they're that much more open to, to making you proud. And I think that that's it. I want to make them proud, just like they want to make me proud. I've heard you talk to me, giving me many situations where you say to individuals and the whole group, I want what's best for the team. This is not just me, Cindy, saying we have to do this for me or for I just came up with this idea or I read it, right? I want what's best for the team. How has that worked for you? What, what, how do those discussions go? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that there are many situations in a leader's life where you have to make a tough call. And and that's part of being an executive and, and a leader is that, you know, there are always many, many, many options. There are many routes to accomplishing one thing or making a decision, but ultimately someone needs to make the call. Uh, and so one of the first things that I, I do believe that every you know, leader, and I say this to my team, is that I promise you trust and I promise you transparency. Now, trust comes with time. And so I remember on my first marketing meeting, I, I grabbed every, you know, had an all hands and I said, uh, I promise you that I will always be open with you. You may not like every decision that I'm going to make, but I will share with you that every decision I make, I think about this team first and I think about the impacts to you and I think about the impacts to the company before I make those decisions. So you may not like every decision I make in the future, but know that that is very much a part of my talk track. And then the second part is you don't trust me now, but you will learn to trust me. And that part of it is just always being open and, and transparent. So uh, I do believe that having that that trust factor there, it uh, it enables people to to say, "Great, you know." At, at some point, it, it's the I I believe in what she's doing, and I believe in the decisions she makes. I'm being considered in that decision. Cindy, um, I love that that conversation on trust because it used to be that um, your manager would be down the hall. So even if you saw him, you thought, maybe he's thinking about me. Probably not. Um, but now um, we just actually got off a podcast about absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, <laughs> just wondering now absence, right? So, so, you know, if I'm working for you and I'm in, I don't know, in Zimbabwe, right? Or, or maybe I used to be down the hall. Um, I don't hear from you. So how do I, how do I, what are you doing such that I should, keep that trust equation up with, with you as my manager when I am scattered and distributed in a home alone with my three little twin boys. I don't have three tw- little twin boys, but I'm sure somebody does. That was, that was so bad, Mitch. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> love to keep that one forever. But um, yeah, what are you doing to, to build, Never mind. What are you doing to build trust in your, quote, unquote, in your, in your, in your physical absence? Yeah, absolutely. And and Mitch, I go back to, you know, the daily stand-ups, right? Because the daily stand-ups we go through. So I'm I'm every day I'm meeting with my team and then they turn around right after our stand-up and they're having their own daily stand-up with their own team. And what they're doing is as I share company information, I'll say, take this into your stand-up and share it with the broader team. I think mm-hmm. that um, that way there's always this consistent thread of communication on a daily basis. So um, I, I, I will confidently say that um, that particular scenario doesn't really happen to me because there's, I'm meeting with my team every single day. Um, what I have started doing more of is the skip level one-on-ones. Mm-hmm. So when I first joined the company, I had, I, I made a mission. I said, I want to speak with every single person within the marketing organization. And within marketing at Logarithm, I don't just have marketing, the traditional sense of corporate marketing, product marketing. Um, I actually have the SDR organization. So the BDRs that they report into marketing. I have revenue operations, which is not only marketing ops, but sales ops, they report into the marketing organization. So so with that team, I made sure to meet with every single person, understand, you know, what's working, what's not, career objectives, et cetera. But then now, because of COVID, 
I've really continued that, right? It, it's, it's the, okay, I talked to all of my leaders, you know, it, who is um, on your team that you feel like I need to have a skip level with so that they feel oh, comfortable and confident in what they're doing and that their work matters. And so that's definitely something that um, I do a lot of. And yet it's a lot of time, you know, I will share with your audience members who are in leadership. You might be thinking that's a lot of one-on-ones plus a daily meeting. Um, how can I fit all of that in? But I, I promise you spending the little bit of time to go through and having these daily meetings, et cetera, they, it pays off in dividends later on. And so I, I highly encourage, I, I think that that is my job and uh, what I'm here to do. So I will prioritize one-on-ones meetings uh, over you know, other kinds of meetings that I need to have uh, every day. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. We were, we were um, Judy and I are like looking at different acronyms, you know, and you're, you're kind of speaking of the acronym of being a CEO, being a chief, chief empathy officer, you know, really because we that. are so, so distributed that, you know, it's like, hey, this is now, you know, yes, you have all those other things you need to do, but this is now your new role, which is mm-hmm. you've got to spread empathy. And I'm sure you must be sharing that with uh, your direct reports. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I go back to my team members, they started doing the same thing, which is in their standups. Um, and again, this is the early days of COVID. Now it's a little bit better because now people I think are much more used to the uh, working from home situation, less fear and anxiety around, around the pandemic. Uh, but they did the same thing, you know, talk to me about how are you doing? How's your family and loved ones? Um, we did that before every sales call too, in the company meetings as well. It really was That's a, good. the whole corporate uh, logarithm embraced that um, in all of our daily standups and interactions in the beginning. Because it really is, it's about the team first, you know, um, I'll, I'll share our CEO said, right, our company is no company without our people in it. And so that's the first thing is we want to prioritize our people. And, um, you know, I've got team members, young, small toddlers. Uh, some of it really is working with them on having a schedule where, where they're working and then they go to take care of the child and then their spouse gets to work yeah. at that time period and then mm-hmm. it's on and off. And I think a lot of it is being very open-minded to these new norms of work. Um, I joked in another interview, I said, um, you know, people talk about work-life balance. It's now all about work-life integration. You know, how do you integrate these two halves? I I agree. Totally. It's an integration now. And you still need to have boundaries. People need to understand that. And yet you got to step back and and, uh, consider the whole. Uh, That is fabulous. Uh, Share with us how you are... um, uh, all right, so now you are doing this with uh, your different meetings. Do you have any social kinds of things that you try to do, uh, fun things in turn? Because, again, you can't have that party. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and this is really where I give a lot of credit to my team for their creativity, too. And one of my team members, my my director of growth marketing, she um, she recently ran a trivia uh, trivia, you know, to, to our block, we just, we got a lot of the team members together and then she had all these questions and, and people were shouting out answers over, over uh, Microsoft teams. And it was really, really fun too. So I, I do think that there's an, an element of that. Oh, and my other team member, she, um, uh, she started doing like a morning, uh, yoga class, 
you know, yeah. just a few few team members will hop on and then do a yoga class. Um, I've heard of people doing like story time. So they'll have some, all the kids gather and then somebody will oh, read, read a story. I mean, there's oh, just some, some great ideas. I actually just got off a call with our, um, our new VP of HR and we're going through some ideas on, on engaging, uh, engaging the, uh, the employees as well. So we definitely do believe in, in having fun. And actually, one of the things that I transitioned, and that's why I don't have the marketing happy hour anymore, is actually for the summer, we, we wanted to do something to, to thank the employees for, you know, sticking by through a very tough time is that we're doing half day Fridays all summer. So we actually mm-hmm. close the office at, uh, at 12 noon mountain time and everyone, you know, really gets, uh, gets, gets the afternoon off. So they get a little bit of an extended, uh, weekend and uh, and that's been working out really really well I think for for company morale as well. I'm noticing you're talking seamlessly, so no one really understands. Um, uh, wait a minute, are you saying you know brick and mortar? Are you saying virtually? It sounds like you're saying both at the same time. Oh, you mean the the virtual part of the? Yes, I mean you're saying, well, we're clo- we closing a half day. Well, obviously you're not in the building now; you're virtual. So, but it's a virtual closing. You got it. Yes, definitely virtual closing. Virtual and closing, we're not at work. Yeah, that is yeah. not at work. That is fantastic. That's a great a great idea. Yeah. What What do you think is? Um. So I, I love your um. Yeah, your your emp- empathy uh, agile marketing. Um, and uh, I'm wondering what is, what is unique to your culture and what is it that your employees around the world would say, well, the reason why, you know, I come to work at this company every day is because of, of, of this. Like, what is it that you're, that you're finding is the, the stickiness of your culture that's keeping people engaged? Yeah. And Mitch, thanks so much for that question. Uh, this is something when I was even looking at joining Logarithm, something that really kind of resonated with me. And I think that if you ask any per- member of the, we call them the Logarithm Nation, right? They'll, they'll share this with you is that this company has an incredible culture of giving back giving back to community. Um, if you go on our website right now and you go to the about section, we have a page called log giving. And that's an entire initiative that we've really embraced as a company where our employees go out and they, and they do charitable um, volunteer work. Uh, we donate to a ton of charities um, globally. Uh, it is something that is really much ingrained in our fabric. So I'll give you a couple of examples here. Uh, earlier this year in January, we have our, uh, you know, global, what we call ARCOMS, a revenue kickoff meeting. And, uh, and that, you know, brings all the, the, the sales teams, customer success marketing, you know, we're all, we're all together to, to talk about, you know, the rah-rah for the year. And as a part of that, um, you know, one of my team members had the idea of bringing in the community element. So we partner with the United Way and we actually had uh, a couple of hours during one of the, the days where we went and we built bikes for uh, underprivileged elementary schools in the Colorado area. And then there was a whole other line of folks, myself included, we were making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the homeless. And then there was another, uh, another team making um, uh, sanitary kits, you know, for, for the homeless as well. And when you're doing it together as a team, 
Um, I, I really felt at that moment, I said, wow, what an amazing company to be a part of. You know, when you have everyone from the CEO on down, we're all working together in these assembly lines to get these packs together. And then we'd made some fun, we had some fun activities after the bikes were built. Like we had a little slow bike race and stuff and we had prizes. <laughs> um, but I'll go back to community is so ingrained in this. After COVID hit, we turned a lot of our customer user group meetings virtual. These were in-person, in-region right. meetings. We, we took them virtual. And so my team very quickly pivoted on that. And um, usually we would provide lunch to the customers that attend our user group meetings. Well, instead of that, we said to our customer community, we're going to make a donation. And there's a video of this on, on LinkedIn too, where um, for our Northeast Boston area user group, we actually made a donation to Mass General Hospital to the, the frontline workers, to the hospital workers, and we delivered um, dinner for them. And, and so those are the kinds of things where without any prompting, you know, this isn't like an intentional, like we need to do something for it. No, it, it, it's so natural to the, mm-hmm. the team members of Logarithm um, that I believe that that's what's unique about our culture. And we've really taken that and extended it even during this pandemic time period. Uh, and so I'm, I'm so, so proud of uh, the team for that. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank our sponsors, Marymount University, Arlington, Virginia, School of Business and Technology, Innovative Solutions, Upskilling for the What's Next Economy at marymount.edu. And Oyster Organizational Development, dedicated to higher performance, business success, and leveraging teams. They can be found at oysterod.com. And finally, WeJungo, designing customized talent acquisition solutions at wejungo.com. So tell me... um, Cindy, uh, what is what has been the biggest challenge? I, I know I, I, it's it's interesting. A lot of the, our calls are really with people who've been virtual, yeah. virtually forever, um, or forever. Uh, so this last this last four or five months has been it's definitely been virtual. Um, there's also been fear and instability. Uh, where has been your? Where have you been thinking a lot about your leadership? Um, where have you changed as a, as a, as a human over the last four or five months and, and, and how has this current time really impacted that? Yeah, I, I feel like, um, that it's important for leaders to also show vulnerability. And, uh, and again, it goes back to the, the original theme that we talked about earlier in the podcast around transparency. And Mm -hmm. I I do believe that team members, you know, when we talk about empathy, it's a two-way street. And and part of it is also showing, you know, and and talking about some of the challenges that you yourself are are dealing with, faced with, et cetera. And I feel like in many ways that it doesn't show weakness as a leader. It it actually shows, you know, more team bonding uh, and and that kind of, you know, cross empathy, right? We should all build more empathy towards each other. So it's one of those things where I'm also very open about, you know, personal challenges during this time period. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I do believe that that, that, that helps. Um, and so a lot of that self-reflection for me as a leader is I've realized that uh, it's, you know, sometimes it's being more open to sharing more about, you know, sometimes it's personal life stories and situations. 
um, you go through the the highlights and the lowlights together. Um, I make a point to know my team members, not only uh, their uh, you know spouse's name, but I want to know their kids' names, their dogs' names, you know their their pets, animal um, children names, and it's one of those things where I try really really hard at that. By the way, when you have right. forty some odd people, uh, it, it is uh, it is not easy. But uh, for me as a leader, I, I've definitely felt over the last couple of months that 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 human connection and even really just taking a moment and really just asking people, how are they doing? That's more important than ever. And I think that that's something that I'm going to take with me for the rest of my career path too. Uh, I felt like I was, I was good at doing that, but now even more so uh, I, I feel that because my team has done some amazing things. I mean, we are, we ended up closing Q2 stronger than ever. We we beat uh, we have projections for a COVID plan, and then uh, we beat our regular plan. Uh, wow. And this team pivoted to to doing you know thirty three webinars across the globe on Ooh. top of twenty plus virtual events. We had ninety nine pieces of of PR coverage in Q2, plus launched a new website at the end of March. I mean, it, it is uh, it is an amazing, amazing feat that they've accomplished, and and I I will go back to I truly believe if we didn't have all of this communication and staying in touch with each other, I don't think we could have accomplished all of that. Mm-mm. Obviously not. That's great. What do you? Um, a lot of the people right now in the Wall Street Journal are writing uh, that uh, okay, so that was fine. Uh, the honey, but what happens when the honeymoon is over and you look at the person you really married? Um, so they're saying, uh, what, what are you thinking about? Where do you need to go deeper moving, moving on as this is going to be, you know, I Google just announced yesterday or today that they're, mm-hmm. they're not coming back until July, 2021. Correct. So if, if you see this, uh, as another year, where are you going to deep down, uh, dig deeper as a leader to, you know, keep that connection flowing? Yeah, absolutely. And, and Ginny and Mitch, one of the unique parts about our industry in cybersecurity is that um, unlike some other industries, this is still a relatively strong industry where companies are not cutting back on their cybersecurity budget. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that the 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 war for talent is raging oh. on within my space. Right. Um, and we did, right? I mean, you know, did, totally transparent. We do have team members uh, in in, uh, Q2 uh, jump ship to uh, competitors, other companies, et cetera, you know, because, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, they're they're not cutting back on on hiring or anything. And they're just as aggressive as before. You know, it's that that thirst and war for talent. So that is definitely something that's very much on my mind, which is how do I be a better leader um, to ensure that, you know, my team also is seeing career projection, uh, growth progression, um, seeing that they have a, a solid future at logarithm and that they can build a career here. And so, so that is in my mind a lot, um, which is, you know, offering up routes to learning. Um, I'll give you another example. One of the things that I've done is, um, uh, I started a marketing leaders book club and we're we're going to be picking our second book now, but we finished reading Radical Candor together. And right. Radical Candor, part of it is, you know, as a as a great leader, you not only have to give feedback, 
And sometimes it's hard because people don't want to do that. And you both are very aware of that. It's a, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Uh, but it's so important, right? People can't get better if you don't give feedback. But on the flip side of that is how do you receive feedback? And so that's, that's one thing that I want to continue on is that, um, you know, asking my team, right? And team, if you're listening to this podcast, feedback too, right? What can I do better to help you help the team? Yeah, it really, it really is. Um, you know, what, what you're having me think about is, is, is really building, you know, strong, true, deep, um, deep um, uh, emotional relationships, which is, which is, you know, it's the silver lining of, you know, what's going on in the world and, um, whether it's forcing us to, or whether we're choosing to, I do think that, the, the the secret to teaming anywhere is is to just be a human being, you know, and and um and connect on a real deep level, which we kind of maybe we lost that, you know, maybe not all companies lost it, but I think a lot of people were, you know, go 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 go, and now you know I don't have to sit in my car, um I you know I don't have to run to the store as much, um. And, uh, it's, it's just a much more real, authentic time, which I think yeah, they're also realizing like right here on, on a zoom call or whatever the platform you're using, you are right here, you know, it's in your, my face, yeah. which has a almost a much more intimate feel. It can have a much more intimate feel than maybe I see you twice walking down the hall. Yeah. Absolutely. Fascinating. Yeah. With customers, when COVID first hit, it was one of those situations where um, you think about what we do in, in cybersecurity software and, and, and log management. It's, it's all about threat detection, you know, intrusion prevention, right, et cetera. Right. And so when everybody transitions to work from home, the, those risks went up exponentially. Oh yeah. So we very quickly got so proud of my team for this one. Very quickly we pivoted on on launching a COVID resources page on our website. We not only shared um, our intelligence around how we as a security company made the transition to work from home. We did a webinar, ended up getting 1,500 <laughs> registrations of this webinar. Uh, when we had our own CISO, who is a known industry entity, um, give a whole talk around how did he manage the, the, the work from home and tips and suggestions. And, uh, and our customers came back just really appreciative. That said great content. We got on average all four and five star ratings on Bright Talk for that webinar. Uh, then we had our own CISO, a CIO come in and talk about how did he take his team and pivot to work from home. People were commenting like great tips and you know, we learned something from this. Uh, and it wasn't just a, you know, a lot of webinars. Some people just do like a sales pitch. You know, we really mm -hmm. genuinely wanted to be helpful. Uh, and so I, I think those things really kind of helped us in Q2 as well. Oh, I think so also. Mitch? Yes. yes. Thank you, Cindy. That was just, just great. And great, giving really a good um, perspective of, of leadership in this time and, and how much, again, um, how it demands vulnerability and transparency and authenticity and a commitment to other human beings on the planet. So thank you. It's been an incredible guest. And thanks for, uh, for those listeners listening to another episode of Team Anywhere. We look forward to seeing you soon. 